it's uncomfortable to sit with loneliness. It is. You know, like, just in general, John Cusack would never have a job if we weren't lonely. I'm Stina Sieg, and this is Defining Moment. It's a new podcast from KJZZ where I talk to people about those experiences that changed their lives forever. For Rachel Sherman, it was a moment of truth on stage, a moment I was actually able to witness. But I had no idea it had even happened until this conversation. I didn't even know Rachel that well, but I thought of her as this burst of energy, artistic, charismatic, offbeat energy. Okay, so I'm Rachel Sherman. I never know where I end. I knock things over a lot. So that's really fun. I overanalyze everything, which is great. And I'm um, an amateur storyteller in local Phoenix. And this is a story about storytelling, which is basically the art of getting up on stage and telling the truth of your life in some entertaining way. About two years ago, Rachel was asked to be the opening act for Dan Hull. He's this well-known guy in the Phoenix storytelling scene. Whenever I try to write stories, I kind of immediately think about, I think about um, like what has just happened recently in my life that has bothered me or been exciting or is a thought that I can't get out of my head. And um, I had started sleepwalking again. She says again, because this was not a new thing. She'd been sleepwalking since she was a little kid. It would just like scare the bejesus out of my friend's parents because I would, I would sleep over at their houses and then the next morning I would be gone. As an adult, Rachel didn't always sleepwalk. So when she did, she'd taken it as a sign. Emotionally, mentally, there's things that I'm not addressing and there's things that I've like clearly bottled up um, and they just start to ferment and bubble. And eventually when my mind and like my soul aren't going to pick this task up and unpack it, my body's like, you just shut up for a second. I'm going I'm to walk this out. You know, like that's when sleep, sleepwalking just kicks in to handle the complexities that I'm not I, as an adult human, I'm not trying to talk about or figure out. So there she was, walking out whatever was wrong while asleep and while awake, trying to write the story for the show that she was about to open. That story itself kind of started to evolve into a, a narrative about my like nature of moving. And Rachel's moved a lot. Before coming to Phoenix, she'd even traveled around the country by Greyhound for six months. I would I would roll into these towns and I'd be known and sometimes I was such an entertainment and sometimes I was so like cute or sexy or attractive or fluid whatever people wanted me to be they could see me but then but then I could remove myself in a moment and they did purposefully or not Rachel would play these roles these roles that felt comfortable of being who she thought people expected her to be maybe she'd be the cool chick the unknowable chick but only for a little while. Inevitably, she'd leave town again and again. And it had its consequences. I never felt like I had my feet on the ground. I never really touched down. Um, so that, so coming to Phoenix and moving to Phoenix was my challenge to like ground myself, to put in roots, to find a reason to stay somewhere. In the end, her story was not just about being transient, but about how painful it was that no matter where she went, it seemed like people did not really understand her. 
She had two performances of the story. That first night, she played for a packed house full of strangers, older, well-heeled folks. But that second night, she stood on stage in front of friends and acquaintances, the artist community, the same community she thought didn't really get her. They're laughing when I want them to laugh, and they're humming when I want them to hmm. And it's so empty, you know, and I don't realize, I don't think they realized that I was talking about them and our relationship. On the surface, Rachel was having a great show, but internally, she was feeling the disconnect of being loved as a performer and not really understood as a person. This moment on stage was just like a break. Because here she was, taking the risk to be open about the pain she was in and feeling like the crowd was not really getting the message. Sitting there talking to an audience of people who I don't feel, um, feel me or like know me about how I need to be known and like staring at this group of people who I want to see me while I'm feeling so lonely, you know? I didn't know any of this at the time. I just knew that I felt like someone was like sitting on my chest, so. She kept going without most of the audience realizing anything was wrong. I know because I was there and I was totally clueless that the pain on her face was not just part of the show. She doesn't remember everything that happened during her piece, but she does remember what it felt like to be up there. I mean, this was that moment that really changed my life. And it hurt, like so many learning experiences do. So she soon found herself at home, mulling over what had just happened. Drinking and smoking a cigarette outside on my porch just collapsed, raggedy and dolled, like, all over the place. It was then she got a call from a friend Rachel was just starting to get to know. This new friend had tried to come to the show, but had gotten the time wrong and just wanted to see how it had gone. I tell her I'm like, whatever, I'm okay, or I don't know. She comes over, and she was there. And I, I cried, and I didn't explain myself at all, <laughs> um, except to say that I was really lonely, which, which, you know, later she explained, like, was really sad for her, because I don't seem like a person who would get lonely, you know? Um, and she hugged me, and it felt good to be, like, felt, you know? (laughs) It felt good to finally feel understood by someone. Someone who could see under that facade that Rachel had been keeping up for years. Being held by Selena was that first bit of proof that what Rachel had realized while on stage was going to stick with her and was already changing things. It still is. When Rachel compares her life now to how it was before that show in May of 2014... It's like night and day, and like some of that is measurable... Right, if you were to take like a demographic survey of like me and my life, like job switch, like where I live switch, um, how I spend my time switch, all of that. Meaning she got a job she likes better and moved from Phoenix to Tempe. But more than that, she kind of took her life apart, disconnecting from certain people and groups. Basically letting go of everything and everyone where she had a history of not being herself. The crumbling led to this realization of what stands afterwards. Because then I could look around and I saw, like, here's one and here's another space and I can keep investing um, and they'll stand. Like Rachel's connection to Selena, 
That's the woman who came over after that important show. They became a couple not long after that night, and still are. Supposedly, I got my, my smell in her nose. That's how, that's how we like shifted our dynamics of moving from lunch until other NPR inappropriate um, <laughs> topics. Rachel's been in the Valley for three years now, the longest she's ever lived anywhere in her whole adult life. A lot of people probably would not see how much she's changed in that time. I mean, I didn't until this conversation. But for her, life's never going to be the same after that one night up on stage. Because I was in the space where I like wasn't feeling loved or I wasn't loving very much. And because of the practices that I have that have kind of switched around what I do, um, and because of my, my partner and the way that we communicate specifically, um, we, I, I feel like I am actively loving more. And it's the type of thing that kind of multiplies, which is really nice. That's Rachel Sherman, who's still doing storytelling shows across Metro Phoenix. You can also see her playing with a local roller derby team, the Bad News Beaters. Got a defining moment you'd like to share? Send me an email at definingmoment at kjzz.org. For Defining Moment and KJZZ, I'm Stina Sieg in Phoenix.